With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. Welcome to Distill It with Richard Listen's show, the show that takes a 360-degree view of life and sports. I'm the host, Peter Sobey, and without further ado, we're going to go around the horn here. We have a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about the NFL Draft. I'm representing my Chicago Bears here with my hat, and I would like to introduce our resident sports psychologist extraordinaire, Richard Olberger, Ph.D., Thank you, Peter. I love it that you, you use the baseball metaphor to introduce uh, an NFL topic. That's wow, that's about you. Oh, yeah, that's should, around the horn. That's I right. Mean, should we analyze that? Should yeah, that, that is analyzable. <laughs> I guess that just belays my love of baseball. And, of course, belay is not a word, so that's well, great, too. I do not love baseball. My Mets gave up, I think, more runs. Oh, than my God, that was insane. So we will ref- ban baseball least, talk. At least for tonight. <laughs> that was insane. And now uh, we've got Richard, we've got me, and now the fine, fine individuals from the Distillery Inc., Wendy Rosenthal and Era Schwitzer. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies. Thank you very much. Thank you. So we have a great show. We're talking about the NFL draft. We'll do a lot more talking ourselves. Wendy, you're representing your hat this week in your effort to wear a different hat every week. What's the deal with that? Well, the deal with this is I am uh, an alum of USC, go Trojans and fight on. And uh, in this year's draft, there were five USC players that got drafted in the first rounds. And that pushed USC uh, to the point of being the most... um, the, the university that's had the most players drafted into the NFL ever with a mark of 501. Yay. So had to celebrate. All right. Big beating deal. everybody out. Go Trojans. And, of course, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm representing my Bears, and they had a big story in the draft. And we will be talking a lot more about different aspects of the NFL draft. It just won't be the basic conversation because we kind of take a different look at things here on the Distill It with Richard Listens show. But what we're going to get to right away here on the show is uh, we have a really, really special call-in guest tonight for the first uh, little bit of the show. And we're really honored and flattered that he's taking the time to speak with us and regarding his experience with the draft this weekend. And he's someone that, uh, uh, Richard, you and I took a trip up to Stanford back at the end of February, and we had the privilege to do some videos with this young gentleman 
Yes. What you won't see is that, you know, he could not keep me from getting to the quarterback. Um, no, but <laughs> just kidding. But, but hopefully uh, for those of you who have been watching our site and the videos, uh, the time we got to share with Jordan Watkins and um, spending time with Peter Sobey. He was up at Stanford University being honored uh, for his work on diversity in the media. It was like a clash of two titans, two great two great souls, and we had such a great time. Uh, Jordan was such a, a gentleman and a class act that we are just – we're pulling for him, and this is what uh, this show is about, is bringing on athletes but also individuals who are embodying um, both intellectual, athletic pursuit, and make others around them better. And, and we got that complete you know, vibe while we were up there. Uh, we get nothing for saying that. Uh, so we're really, really pulling for Jordan and uh, excited that he could join us. Yes, he's an extraordinary individual, and I think you'll – if you haven't seen our video interviews with it yet at facebook.com slash Richard Listens, definitely look them up. He's a great, great guy, but we're going to get to talk to him on the phone. We have him on the phone, right, Jarvis? Jordan, are you with us? Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Jordan can Watkins. Can you hear me? Yep, we hear you great. Can you hear us okay? Oh, I hear you. How's everyone doing? Fantastic. We're Welcome. Doing great. We are doing great. Thank you so much for joining us here, Jordan. I know it's a insane time for you and everything and lots of layers and stuff. And before we get into it, I just want our audience to know, like, you know, you really came on strong at Stanford at the end. There was a couple of games we can point out is uh, you had the Kansas State game with three tackles and two sacks, one of them for a safety. You came on strong with uh, you were Pac-12 all academic honorable mention and like Dr. Richard was saying, that you're such a smart individual. You've got the academics. You've got the athletics. So congratulations on those things, Jordan. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And, I mean, there's just so many people I could point to that really led up to that. Um, you know, of course, dealing with my, my parents and groups like that. But I'm just happy that, you know, not only my work, but their work could also show off in that too. Hmm. So, Jordan, for the audience sake and, and for us really like you know obviously a lot of us followed the NFL draft and I was out there tweeting during the whole draft like you know singing your merits to the NFL teams and stuff and but can you kind of walk us through the weekend for yourself would you mind doing that sure um so first and foremost when Thursday came I was Pretty much like everyone else, I was a big fan, mostly for a lot for my teammates. You know, Solomon Thomas and Christian McCaffrey, uh, making sure, just hoping and cheering that they could go as high as possible. Of course, you know, um, Solly went third and Christian went eighth. And for the next two days, as long as the draft was going on, I was still doing the same thing, pulling for some of my other guys to get drafted or maybe other people I've met along, like maybe the the recruiting process in the first place, or maybe guys that I've trained with or played against, things like that. And then after that, we're, and this is the stage I'm in now, it was more so, okay, let's see who, maybe someone wants to pick me up as like an undrafted free agent or maybe a mini camp invite, something along those lines. And also, like I said, a lot of my other teammates as well, just trying to see how they were doing and what their situation was like. So, you know, currently still looking around and hopefully getting picked up for a uh, Ricky mini camp soon. So right now there's still there's still some uh your agent has feelers out there. Right. Yeah. So right. so I mean, you know, 
walk us through the process. I mean, I mean, is there is like some people the undrafted process extends for quite a period of time. Um, is this where you continue your training and 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 keep putting feelers out there and see who's a good fit for you and you for them? Uh, how do you pro, how do you kind of shift from the the draft and the spectacle into this this next stage? It's I'd say it's interesting because you know usually back when you're in college, you know you're on a team, you know when your specific dates are like you know you know you're going to have a camp starting this day or your first game is this day. Like you have all these exact things that you know. Whereas you know in this part of being an undrafted free agent, it's you know, one day you might not have a team, but the very next day you might have a team. I know that rookie mini camps, there are some this weekend and next weekend. And, you know, for all I know, I could I could have a team tonight, maybe tomorrow, and all the way up to Thursday. You know, I just don't know. It was just a thing of being ready, something that you just don't know when's going to happen, which is something that's different. So, so what percentage of your phone calls is to the Atlanta or to the Atlanta Falcons? Tell us. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, but I do have a pretty funny phone story. I remember when the draft was over, and I was actually about to hop in the shower, and all of a sudden, since I'm about to hop in, I see I have a phone, have a, a phone call. It was from a six five zero number, and so I didn't, you know, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, this could be, oh my you know, god, I have somebody calling me. So I immediately. Took like the one foot step foot the one foot I did step in the shower I got right back out put some shorts on ran out out of the uh, bathroom so you know not as much noise going on and I picked up the phone and it was actually uh, a restaurant asking me about this uh, reservation I made <laughs> so, so it was like all my nerves and everything jumped went like all the way up to like my heart was in my my throat and it just came right back down in a heartbeat but um. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting time right now. You see, and that's how that winds up on social media, right. you know. Jordan Watkins number seventy five <laughs> didn't like what they ordered him for dinner. <laughs> so Jordan Jordan, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Hi there. This is Ara Schwitzer. I just had a question for you. I, I love how you talk about um, that you were pulling for your teammates and certainly a lot of others that you know are in the same place that you are now waiting to see what happens next. And I'm just curious to hear from you how it is, because obviously you have your own expectations as well for what you would like to see happen for you in your career. So how do you reconcile those expectations with the reality that it is playing out before you right now? And how does that affect what you're doing in terms of your training, in terms of how you're practicing, in terms of you know how you're keeping yourself fit, and both physically and mentally as you move forward through this process? Uh, I really came into this situation not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. I talked to some of my te- my former teammates who have gone through this before, being an undrafted free agent, yeah. and mm-hmm. it, the stories varied. Like, it, it really, it really did. Where I had some teammates, they actually got calls during the draft, where teams would say, um, "If we don't draft you, then we're going to go ahead and sign you right after." Uh, some people, their phones didn't ring until like 30 minutes after the draft and you know so on and so forth yeah where and then even one of my high school friends said one of his receivers i think last year didn't get a chance to go in the fall so you know from just hearing all the different stories i really didn't have any expectations but at the same time one thing i've really been focusing on is just make sure i can control what i can control exactly and yeah. that's that's you know staying in shape keep getting stronger and yep. things like that. So when I do get uh, do get the call, I'm ready to take it. Great. 
Hi, Jordan. It's Wendy. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you. I, you know, one of the things that struck me um, is the whole kind of being ranked and scored and, you know, just about, you know, like not many people in their life go through that, right? Like as a person who has been in a career for many years, even when you're going for interviews, okay, so if you don't get it, it's not like they come back out and say you were like, you know, the 40th pick of, you know, of 30 or something like that. You don't, you don't get that kind of feedback and that kind of assessment. And I really was wondering how, how does that affect you? Like, how do you, you know, it's one thing, okay, drafted, not drafted, there could be a million reasons why, but at some point somebody's like taking all of your stats and, and when you're going to the camps and they're, they're ranking you, how, how do you handle that kind of uh, assessment? I guess is the best way to say it. I would say, I would say that, um, and if this doesn't make sense, you can uh, please let me know. But I would say it, it goes back again, just controlling what I can control. So let's say if um, when I am or if I am in a mini camp, and like you said, you know they're evaluating everything, and it's oh he was better this than this guy or not as good as this guy. Um, you know, if I'm in the process of doing something and I'm worrying about that and not necessarily worrying about the certain play or rep that I'm doing, then I'm not going to do that rep to the best of my ability because mm. my whole my, my whole mental aspect is not focused on it. Right. And so it's just, you know, whatever my task at hand is, is the thing I have to focus on. And another thing I wanted to ask, at the distillery, um, Aaron and I work with athletes about how they uh, transition from their life in sports to the life after sports. And for some people, that's after a long career in whatever their professional sport is. For others, it could be at the end of their college career, sometimes at the end of their high school career. And you sound like a really kind of well-balanced uh, person who's taking into account, you know, lots of things. So it's kind of two questions. One is, have has that been a part of your process? I mean, I know you're at Stanford. It's an amazing school, but... You know, when you're playing football for a team like Stanford that is, you know, a high-level college team, do you have time to think about what happens if, or do you even want to let that come into your, your thinking? That's the first part of the question. Sure. So, actually, I think one thing that Stanford uh, really does a good job of with our um, football office is that they actually set up a lot of events, whether it's in-season or out-of-season, where we get to mingle with former student football players that are, like you said, doing things outside of sports now where, you know, we can kind of just talk to them about their experiences, maybe, you know, make future business connections and things like that. So even without, I would say, purposely thinking about it, the pro, um, Stanford as a program has done a good job of just kind of putting that on our minds nice. uh, from an early on, from an early, early stage. But is it something that you have that that you think about only after, you know, a dis, not a decision, but life has dealt you whatever is dealt you, whether you go into the pros or not, or is it something that you you kind of think about along the way? Do you have any headspace for it? I think uh, I think you definitely have headspace for it, and I'll say that because everything that you pretty much do outside of well, even including football here, but everything you do when it was being like in the classroom or things like that are kind of leading you towards the way you would do without sports. 
um, like I, I remember last when um, Mr. Peter, Mr. Richard came up, I was talking about how I'd love to be a broadcaster, mm. and that's something that even on the off seasons when I was playing here at Stanford, I would call baseball games for the radio, you know, different things like that. So I'd say I, I was great. definitely thinking about it. That's great. Thank you. Amazing. No problem. So, Jordan, I know you only have a couple more minutes with us. One thing that we like to do with our guests on the show a lot is kind of we like our audience looks for inspiration and motivation. And, I mean, honestly, you're one of the most inspirational and motivational student athletes I've definitely ever met, especially just your intelligence level, the way you speak, the way you handle yourself. It, You know, you were raised right. You call Richard and I, Mr. Richard, Mr. Peter, you know, you're very polite. What inspiration and advice can you give to young athletes, you know, that are coming up even before high school and then through high school and entering college who have aspirations like yourself to be a professional football player? Oh, man. Um, first off, thank you very much for the compliments. Um, and if I don't call you, call you as Mr.'s, uh, and my mom happens to be listening, I might get in trouble, so I better just go ahead and keep doing that. But I would just say never never think that you know it all hmm. uh, at, at any level because there's always something you can learn from somebody that's, that might have a different approach to things that you do, someone that's had more experience doing something. And the, it seems like just the people that I've either been around or that i watched from the NFL, the best people, the people I've seen that have been the best or made played a long time, the ones that are students of the game. Um, like I've mentioned before, Solomon Thomas and Christian McCaffrey for us this year, those guys never afraid to ask questions for pe- to people, never afraid to seek help on, help on things. And I know we have some UCLA, USC people in here. You guys know how good they are. Um, so, yeah, just never, never think that you know it all. I think that's amazing advice for anybody yeah, in or out of sports. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I have a fun question for you because I know, you know, we, we're complimenting you on your personality and your smarts, but I know you're an athlete. And, uh, you know, for you know, I'm, I know you love basketball and uh, baseball. And as we spoke about, if, if I remember correctly, and you shared with me briefly when we when we connected um, – a few weeks ago that you were now you were ill around pro day is that that's right i as i had a uh suffered a pec injury about two or three weeks before pro day yeah and and you still managed to go out and i believe you told me you surpassed even your greatest uh records personal bests in several different areas so i just you know thought i'd tap into that you know what was that like for you and how has that shaped how you you train going forward as an athlete that, that while you were in this whole process and stress that you were able to hit some personal bests and whatever you'd like to share for with us about that. Sure. Well, first and foremost, it reminded me that I'm very hard headed and <laughs> that, you know, I don't, I don't really like taking no's for answers when it's something that I know I can do or should be doing where, you know, originally I remember the doctors were saying the best thing for me to do would not do anything for, I think, six weeks, which obviously would have taken me past pro day, which I, I needed to do. Uh, I remember getting with my trainer, Kellen McCrary. He was great with this whole situation. Help, you know, shape my training, 
schedule and regimen to make sure I didn't do anything really that affected or maybe use my pec so we could have even more time to heal. Um, and I think the, the greatest part about it too as well was the Stanford training staff and medical staff, keep in mind, after the, after the last season, I'm technically done with Stanford football, so they didn't really have to do that much with me. But every day I, they were in the training room with me. Um, the doctors helped me get an MRI. So from that point, you know, I, I couldn't be any more grateful and thankful to, to them. But, yeah, just for me, it was just like I know I can do this. And by the time pro day came, it was literally just all adrenaline. I didn't, I didn't feel my pec at all. Adrenaline was just going so much that, you know, it was, it was really a, a thing in the back of my mind. Yeah. So what was that like to see those personal bests and who did you, who, who'd you share it with? Who was your first phone call? Uh, well, the, the make the personal best, they felt amazing because pretty much from January up till pro day, which was in late March, I was, you know, that's all I was training for and, you know, doing the classes as well. And yeah, I didn't really didn't have to call many people. My parents were already there. My girlfriend was out there too. My trainer, Kellen, was there. He might have been the most excited person out there. Um, and a lot of my friends were actually tuning in too from the webcast and things like that. But I would probably say, I guess my grandma was probably the first person I called. Mm. That's, awesome. That's sweet. <laughs> grandma. That is sweet. So, Jordan, <laughs> we really, really appreciate you taking all this time today to share with us and – you know, if I could speak to the NFL teams out there, I'm telling you, this is not only an incredible athlete, he's going to be a great addition to your locker room, to your team. This guy's a motivator. He's smart. He's athletic. And kind of just like he's speaking to the fact of, like, here he is on pro day not feeling his best. He's got issues with his pec, and he still tops his personal best for everything. And I believe that's going to translate to the professional level. It's like for whatever standards are set for the professional level, Jordan's going to come in there and surpass that. So 32 NFL teams, all of you, give this guy a call. I want his phone to go off the hook. And he can double as a play-by-play commentator. Exactly. (laughs) So that's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing, too. If you go to our our YouTube page, you'll see our interviews with Jordan and – so I, I keep telling him after his 12-year Pro Bowl Hall of Fame career, he's basically going to be the next Michael Strahan. He's going to be an amazing announcer and you know move on to talk shows and everything like that because you majored in media, and that's your goal after your professional career, right, Jordan? Yes, sir, that's correct. And you're going to be amazing. I mean, listen to the way you talk. So you've got a great career coming up. NFL, you start lighting up Jordan's phone He's amazing, and he's going to make an amazing addition to your team. Jordan, thank you again so much for taking time with us tonight. Thank you, Jordan. No problem at all. Thank you all for having me. So, Wendy and Era, you know, Richard and I have met him and spent, we got to spend a whole day with Jordan, but what a great guy, right? This is the first interaction you've had with him. I mean, Listen, he's very impressive. I mean, he is, you know, in my view, kind of an exception. I hate to say it, but an exception to a rule about athletes. You know, he's really taking care of himself. He comes from a place of humility, which is fantastic. 
in the sense that he's open, you know, he's open to ask the right questions and he's got such a great attitude. I mean, to push through any injury, first of all, but to really want to go into a, a the professional sport to do something that you really love and have to go through this process, which can be, I'm sure, very painful to have to wait for the phone to to ring. Yeah. You know, we've all kind of been through that, I'm sure, one way or another in our lives. We've all had a job that we've wanted or, you know, the school, high school play that we wanted to be the star in or whatever it is. But to have it happen on this kind of level and to have him be so um, eloquent about it is yeah. very impressive yeah. for a, what, 21-year-old maybe? And the pressure coming right out of college is, uh, you know, so, you know, it's like, like I just love that he said, like, I don't even know what to expect. Right. And a lot of us can handle, go into that and be like, that is totally scary. Absolutely. Yeah. You it's know, overwhelming. It's anxiety producing. You don't know what's coming be, next. But, sure. but, you know, for someone who's, you know, in, in all the great, great graphics that Jarvis was throwing up there when someone's a leader when yeah. someone is you know on the field leading uh, t- a team there's also you know just such a strength and resilience and I love it that he gives it back to his parents and to the the wonderful coaching and trainers mm-hmm. that there's a understanding mm-hmm. for all the people that are giving back sure. and that are that are there with you to so the pact of yeah. you know being that in line with your trainer to look up at the end of the results and be like yeah. you know this is equally we've, we've shared this process um, and there's also something to fulfillment as an athlete, regardless of the results of when that call or what that contract yeah. amount is of what are, you know, what, what are you, are you enjoying playing? Right. Are you enjoying yeah. your team? Right. And so the fact that he's out there, you know, Rooting uh, for pumping his up, you know, and... Christian McCaffrey and, 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 you know, that he, you know, he feels that and he lives that way. And that's what we know about successful leaders, uh, in business and in sports, right? They're, they're pulling to bring other people up with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Well, and they don't let something like what might feel even like a momentary setback stop you from pushing forward to keep the training going, to keep the attitude high, to to really to also keep the love going for all those friends of his that are continuing to be called. You know, it's it's to me that's very hard. To, you know, even when your phone isn't ringing, but to be able to say to your friends, like, I'm really excited that you got the call, you know, that's yeah. how do you stay ready? I mean, there's so many stories in the NFL of like, you know, former giant uh, linebacker Chase Blackburn. I think he was like bagging groceries when he got called. Uh, John Starks in the New York Knicks got was a UPS guy, you know, so people move on and take different stations, but stay sure. ready. Kurt yeah, Warner they, bagging groceries. Yep. Yeah. No. So there's something. I wonder what chain they work for. Maybe there's, yeah. there's a good training program. Who's a, who's a Vaughn's trainer? I don't know. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's there's something going on with how that mentality of nobody's following. There's no cameras following you. Absolutely. There's no glory getting up at 5, 6 a.m. before, you know, earlier before work and still doing the same training regimen you did in college outside of that structure. Absolutely. Now. Outside of the structure and while you're having to keep a day job. Yeah. Which right. is not easy for anybody. Right. I mean, think about how hard it is for us to get up and go work out, when, you know, when we have a day yeah. job, yeah. you yeah. know, and for, for athletes like that to really maintain the level of certainty that they're going to, someday it's going to pay off and one way or another. And that in balance, yeah. you know, which is so hard to do. I mean, I think he, this is a guy who's, he, he's clearly able to simultaneously hold intention a number of different things, both the ability to be able to stay focused on his training, to be able to stay on top of his diet and nutrition, to be able to take in some very real factors that, like he says, he has no control over what the draft process looks like. And there's a whole science behind the drafting process that really athletes aren't in control of. So beyond having to worry about diet and nutrition and his physical fitness, he has to be mindful of the fact that they're looking at factors that 
just really aren't up to him to control. Yet I think by so much of what he shared, he clearly exemplifies so many of those traits that right. these that these NFL coaches want. Right. Yeah. You know, his drive and well, his the beauty is the love too. That's what comes absolutely. through, right? When you love it and you love being around it so much, so that you don't mind. You know, in his spare time, he's calling the college games and how they're sure. you know it's he's at play he's yeah. equally you know you become great because you're having fun yeah. doing right. what you love yeah and so he's work it's very natural yeah. Uh, yeah so it's great to go into that environment and to see all the pieces uh flowing together very naturally well uh, and i love that he's so clearly focused on this you can this is what he wants to do he loves the game and he wants to obviously move forward and at the same time he sounds like he has just as much passion about whatever else would come right about whether it's you know becoming a commentator whether it's you know there's so many other things going on in his life that clearly are satisfying him he's clearly living a fulfilled and balanced life i think right. it's amazing to watch exactly. at such a young age it's huge and that he's so respectful to his parents and his grandma it's amazing yeah and to mr peter and mr richard i know right <laughs> i mean i didn't get a mrs a you, you got a ma'am you did get a ma'am i'm teasing you got a ma'am very polite so uh you are watching distill it with richard listen's show here on ubn radio tv and we do. We just got off the phone with Mr. Jordan Watkins of Stanford University, talking about his experiences uh, with the NFL draft this weekend. And I will believe with 100% certainty that he is going to get several calls from NFL teams. So uh, we are also on Facebook Live right now at facebook.com/slash Richard Listens. Exciting news: we do have a new Facebook page, and currently. It is Facebook.com, Distill It with Richard Listens. However, we have like – it's a big, long gobbledygook URL right now because we have to hit a certain plateau of likes before they will give us a shortened Facebook.com link. So eventually – Do we ask our friends likes. now to like That's us? Yes. Can we so ask everyone doing. out there That's now? So they just, let's not be shy about what we need. Yeah. Let's if just you ask. go on Facebook and search for Distill It with Richard Listens, you will find the page, like it. And then we will announce the new URL next show. It'll probably be something like facebook.com slash distill hyphen it or something like that. So, yes, just so just go to Facebook and search for distill it with Richard listens and like us. And Please then, like us. And then we'll be. Uh, <laughs> we like you. We'll be doing Facebook live from there. And by the way, if uh, the New York Giants call you, Jordan, I'll gladly Go with you, help you get acclimated, <laughs> show you where the good pizza is. Nice. Or the bears. I'll give you a setup with the Chicago Bears. So, and on Facebook Live, we have some of our favorite friends here, my Carpentersville gang. Sean Miller's in the house. AJ Collier's in the house. We have Mike Swimney in the house. <laughs> right, Wendy? Yes. Hi, honey. Hi, Mr. Swimney. Hi, Mr. Swimney. And they've been making a lot of great comments during the Jordan uh, interview but we oh, just wait. we congratulations just... are also in order. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That uh, Era's daughter actually won most balanced. She did. She won most balanced. Did she win? Did she get the photo of the elephant? She got the photo of the elephant. They had an entire um, award ceremony at the school, and she won the award for being most balanced, which meant that she um, gives the same amount of energy to her academic work her physical fitness and, and nutrition, and spending quality time with family and friends. Aww. I thought that was very, yeah. very She's cool. She's awesome. Yeah. Love that. And do, you remember, do you remember who the other winner was? Richardson. Oh, well. My daughter won the elementary age category. Oh, and nice. Congratulations. Yes, and so. Mikey won the... Um, I can, I so can congratulations. See congratulations, young yeah. man. Yes. Yep. 
Very cool. Wow, that's We're amazing. We're proud of you here. I'm very proud of you, Eloise. Yes. Congratulations, Aaron Richard. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we could just figure out how to live those <laughs> exactly. lives. All be exactly. We're just learning from everyone. That's why we invite guests. and. <laughs> exactly. we, 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 we had a lot to learn from my kids. <laughs> and thank you, Jarvis, our excellent engineer, Jarvis Essex, there for keeping the show alive with sound effects and great photos and everything like that. So we appreciate you, Jarvis. Thank you so much. So, uh, so yeah, and, you know, Sean brought up at Stanford Education's paying off. And, AJ, if you are out there, I do want to share the story that you shared with me really quick. So... Go ahead and give us a quick call. It's a draft story, and it's it's a really great story kind of regarding our, our hometown. And we are going to be talking about different aspects of the NFL draft here tonight on the final leg of the show. And, uh, you know, I'm wearing my Chicago Bears hat representing my Bears, and I think they kind of blew up the whole draft because uh, uh, everyone's kind of comparing it to – and go ahead, AJ, and turn down your sound over there. And anyway, uh, yeah, they're comparing it to draft day as the Kevin Costner move of moving up in the draft and taking a chance on a young quarterback that no one mm-hmm. thought would go that early. So we'll kind of get more into that. But we do have AJ on the line, and I just want to spend a minute and uh, and uh, and share with us, uh, AJ, first of all, one of our biggest fans and contributors, AJ Collier. Welcome to the show. Hey there, guys. Hi. Hey. So AJ and I were born and raised in Carpentersville, Illinois, and our neighboring town is Hoffman Estates, Illinois. So share with us your draft day story, AJ. Yeah, so uh, my my oldest son, Andrew, uh, is friends with, uh, with a lacrosse kid named Timmy Saubert, and his brother, Eric Saubert, um, what made quite the story at this year's draft. Um, Eric attended Drake University, um, and he was picked uh, by Atlanta with the 174th pick. Um, and <clears throat> the cool thing about it is that Eric at Hoffman, Hoffman State High School, um, went through a period of time where, where their football program was, was d- not doing so hot, and unfortunately, he played football at, at that time. And during his high school career, won one football game um, wow. against, luckily against rival Conant, uh, a, a, game, a um, field goal um, to win the game um, was the only victory that, his, that he had seen. So it was a satisfying um, victory. Oh, without a doubt. Cross-town <laughs> <crosstown> rival. <laughs> um, and so Eric uh, really, you know, wasn't, wasn't getting seen by college coaches uh, simply because the program was not doing so well. Um, so the, the head coach reached out to the coaching staff at Drake um, and talked to them, and um, they still didn't offer a scholarship, but um, Eric was planning on attending Drake and walked out to their football team, redshirted first year, still played all four years and was never offered the scholarship. So to go on and, and, you know, live his dream and, and be drafted was, you know, I guess the perseverance that it took to, to go through a high school career that really wasn't satisfying, but still put in the hard work to, 
to excel to the next level and then uh, to get to play at Drake, you know, small school, um, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of opportunities to to be seen in that same regard, and obviously put in the work to to get drafted. So, so it was just a really cool story. So I did reach out to Peter during the week uh, about that. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to get to come from Drake. Who, I mean, Drake doesn't get any professional athletes drafted, really. When when did when did they say last time it was like in basketball, like nineteen years ago or something? Yeah, th- thirty-four years ago was the last NFL player to be drafted. Although they they have had guys, um, you know, that that were um, undrafted free agents. Uh, Billy Cliff, um, journeyman, journeyman kicker. Um, you know, he's played for five or six, or probably even more than that now. Seven or eight uh, NFL teams. Drake, but it's still just such an ama- well. amazing story. Such an inspirational story. It really to, is to come from a high school with no notoriety, and then yeah. a college with you know, virtually not a lot of professional notoriety, and to be drafted fifth. I mean, that's nothing that's to huge. sneeze at. Yeah, listen, Absolutely. the numbers I'm looking at right now that Forbes is projecting for the first round, yeah. if he went fifth, he's probably looking at about $15, $18 million over his you know, rookie contract. Wow. Well, so, he was nice drafted in the fifth round, not fifth overall. Oh, sorry, I thought you it said fifth. Oh, no, fifth round. Fifth round. 174th pick. Right. Okay, sorry. So still. It's okay. It's still, it's still uh, the minimum salaries for players in that round is about uh, $465,000 for the first year. So it's not so bad. He can probably pay off of uh, his college. Right. <laughs> yeah, his college loans. With exactly. his first. Good for him. But that's great to hear like a Hoffman Estate success story because that's, you know, that's where we're from. So. AJ, thanks for calling in and sharing that story. That's really great. Yeah, no problem. You guys take care. Thanks, thanks AJ. AJ. Have a great night, yeah, AJ. What a beautiful point about you know hanging your head in there, staying focused sure. on what you to plan a team that doesn't have a lot of success, and how discouraging that can be, and to keep putting your best foot forward and competing and leading. You know, it's something that it's so true in business that a lot of people also forget that. You know, when you're looking for that raise or you're looking for that promotion, a lot of times we're busy thinking about those things instead of just kind of putting your head down and doing the doing work. The work yeah. And so often, and I've learned it personally in my own career, if you just you get on with it, it's somehow that shines. You yeah. know, and here's a great example of somebody who just kind of got on with it and didn't let those things get him down and didn't make it a big deal. Yeah. And look, now he's totally. You know. And I think it's a good reminder. I think certainly for parents who you know are working so hard and push so much to make sure their kids get to the very best schools that are going to give them put them on the very best path to get to that pro career, whatever it might be. I think this is, you know, you don't have to follow that cookie cutter recipe. You might, right. If you're yeah, going to get there. You're going to get there. You got to put in the work. And maybe it's the coach at that school, sure. like we learned from you know our last guest uh, Ryan Bear. Right. Yeah. If you get the right coach at the right yeah. school sure. and the right opportunity right fit and they're teaching you values about being a young man athlete young woman you know professional yeah um then that can we don't know how it's going to translate yeah exactly um and i like the skill we're learning about from you know number 75 today you know which is you know stay ready You, you may not know you know expectations may have to be tempered there may have to be just working hard into the unknown sure staying with the process yep Amazing, and our our follower here, Sean Miller, he uh, he actually lives in Ohio, and he works in Ashland, and he uh, Ashland College is right there, and my Bears 
selected the tight end Adam Shaheen, hmm. tight end from Ashland College. Mm-hmm. So not a intimate story like AJ's, but all right, Sean Miller, you <laughs> work it. in the college town where and now we have a Chicago Bear. Yeah, I love it. And speaking of the Chicago Bears and their draft, we won't get a lot into it because everyone talks about it and we like to kind of, you know, we got the 360-degree view. We don't talk about the obvious all the time. But what are your guys' thoughts about how the Bears shook up the draft? They basically were the number three pick. They traded with the San Francisco 49ers, who had the number two pick. They went up one spot to draft a quarterback that most people thought would go late in the first round, if that. And no one expected the 49ers to pick this quarterback. And the Bears gave up their third-round pick, fourth-round pick in this year's draft, and their third-round pick in next year's draft to move up one spot with a team that probably wasn't going to take that quarterback. What do you think? No, well, I'd like to say there's something clear that they know we exactly <laughs> we, don't we know. don't know. So whatever it is, you know, whatever more power to them. Yeah, fear <laughs> is a major factor, and and you know the the Bears had a tough year, and they've decided they want to move on from Cutler and need a change, and they're restless to represent their fans. And the Niners have uh, let go of Kaepernick, and I'm sure that they were afraid that they could be vulnerable, and this gentleman is a risk i believe but uh supposedly you know he's got a lot of strength and, and can you imagine though the pressure that puts on this poor kid yeah like, right honest to goodness that's depending on his character yeah 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 totally um and, he, and the one thing though is like that people are saying is the bears really don't have the wide receiver core so they're not even and the offensive line is a little questionable so mm-hmm. They're not even like really drafting him and putting him in a place to succeed. So sure. it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. You know, we none of us have the luxury of knowing what goes on in those war rooms and what the thinking is and what the big picture that any of the the GMs or the coaches have for their teams. You know, and it, it's that's what makes it so much fun to watch. You know, because you just you don't have you're not privy to it so it's a bunch of of guesses and then shocks or not when when things happen and I was just really struck by you know the the show that is the NFL draft now you know we were talking about a little bit before and my goodness it's it's you know red carpet and analytics like you can't believe um I'm impressed by the the sportscasters who have to know just about everybody who might go, not just who will go. Um, the length of angles that they've come up with from social media to, you know, the fantasy football. How does this affect a fantasy football league, you know, this particular right. draft pick? Because the amount of people watching that are now involved exactly. and thinking that way about who they have starting and they're exactly. ready to get in their fantasy football drafts. Exactly. The 100,000 people standing outside and, you know, outside the venue waiting to hear what the next pick was going to be, even through the second, third, fourth round. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a quite amazing. It's a big production and it's big yeah. business. So another yeah. moment in the draft that really stood out to me that I want to address with you, Dr. Richard, sports psychologist, is uh, with the 26th pick of the NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons selected Takaris McKinley. And he is a very emotional young man, grew up without a father figure, but, you know, with a mother and a grandmother. And he basically went off on an emotional, a feel-good, but really emotional rant when Deion Sanders was interviewing him. 
What's your take on that and how Dion handled the situation? You know, I want to get to that, but I just want to, you know, your boys are going off here about this uh, Bears selection. So, I mean, uh, I, mean I think, you know, the, the, <laughs> I think we, what, they what are they saying there? I mean, this is pretty, you know, the bottom line, I, I was a New York, you know, I'm a New York Giant fan. And when yeah. the Giants culture took Eli Manning, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, we're about a decade ago, and we were a losing team. And he came in mid through the season when we had no chance of making the playoffs. And what it does to a city, the hope. Yeah. Every pass he completed, everything that started to go in its momentum way of winning culture back. And Chicago's even older. I mean, they, they're from the beginning, right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. So it feels like the city needs this new hope. Uh, and, and A.J. Collier pointed out that he's a game-planning, uh, you know, he's a you know, game-planning freak. He's someone who is made of <laughs> the legends of Brady, Manning, and Luck, that kind of planning. So yeah. let's hope this is uh, – I just wanted to point that out for you. So Yeah, that's great. All, all the pundits are like, why? Yeah. Why did they risk so much? Maybe maybe they did know something about the the quality of this Absolutely. individual. But again, you don't know what it is that they feel they need. Maybe that is exactly what they feel they need, you know, so yeah. a, a hope, somebody who's young and who, you know, is clever and, and, and really has delivered in, yeah. in college. And so. can lead and prepare for NFL exactly. defenses, exactly, and handle what's, what's but, coming at them. You know, but to answer Peter's question real quick, uh, yes, that, that, uh, that clip, if you haven't seen it, is really moving about uh, – is it uh, Tavar- Takaris, Takaris McKinley. McKinley? Yeah, I mean, look at that right there. You know, the photo of his grandma. I mean, to be carrying that around. I mean, how emotional those days must be. How tense. Like we talked about the feeling of being judged. The all the mm. everything, all the adversity. I mean, for for his grandma to be the main figure in his life. I mean, there's probably some backstory there that we we need to figure out. But he he kind of <laughs> and for him to get selected in the first round, you could see that there's a release of just. He's almost like not in his body. There's so much uh, anger, uh, pain, happiness, all mixed up. Yeah, you know, and it's it's unique there from a somatic experience perspective that there's Deion Sanders kind of the male amazing. perspective, just kind of yeah. tapping him, getting him back into yeah. his body for a minute. And like Peter pointed out in our uh, pregame conversation, you know, just kind of tapping him into that I'm here with you. And, uh, you know, like there's like – we were saying earlier about Jordan, there's going to be mentors along the way. There's going to be coaches along the way that can help you channel this this pain. You could see initially he's sure. just having trouble kind of expressing himself. And, uh, you know, you can just see he gives him that moment to really the sadness, the, the pain, the appreciation, the dying words, uh, mm. you know, promising that his grandma this would come true and the fulfillment of it, that what this really means to some uh, individuals is just beyond words. Yeah. So um, we've only got a few minutes left, and it wouldn't be a complete show without going into some numbers with Wendy. So, you know, we've got a couple minutes, Wendy, numbers, Wendy, before we wrap things up. <laughs> what are some fascinating well, I, numbers you dug up on listen, this? Listen, I was just curious about, like, what the stakes are, you know, going in the first round versus second round versus, you know, in the later rounds and what it, and what it all means. And so Forbes has come out with their per- – projections of what the at least the top you know three four picks are going to make this year and then how it drops off from there so right now they're predicting that miles garrett will earn approximately 30 million dollars over the course of his four-year contract Mm -hmm. uh 20 million of that is in a signing bonus because of how the it's crazy of how the the contract is with all of the rookies and how much it's affected by salary caps, and sure. it's affected by the, you know, they divvy up a certain bonus pool and all of that. So so they're giving him, I mean, I, 
I hope for his uh, his tax purposes, they don't give it to him all in one year. But uh, it's pretty amazing. And that's another thing, uh, you know, another another topic is, you know, how do you deal with having very little to having $30 million in four years? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Trubisky is looking at almost the same amount, $29 million with an $18 million signing bonus. And then it goes down from there, not too much more for Fournette, who's looking at about $27 million. And then as it goes down the line, yeah, the numbers tick down, but we're still talking in the multi-million dollars yeah. for the for all of the contracts. guys in the first and second round. Yeah. And what's interesting is, is then once you get passed into the third round, now you're playing with numbers that are much more like the $450,000 a year. Um, yeah, maybe higher or lower depending on third versus seventh, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much the same. And then you then you go talk about the undrafted you know, free agents. And interestingly, um, if they get signed, they're pretty much making the same thing that somebody in the sixth, seventh round is going to make. So it's, it's not as dramatic and as bad in terms of that. And I think that's why I I read that a lot of, um, players are actually like, they're all right with being an undrafted free agent because they're going to be in the same situation as somebody who went sixth, seventh round. So it's, it's fascinating. The numbers are amazing. Yeah, and they get to go interview for the best fit, you know. Yeah. Think about what city they want to be in. Exactly. Think about, they can know, be more proactive. How excited the coach is about them. And exactly. Who's the incumbent person in their position and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's a little, it gives you a little bit more freedom, interestingly. Sure. So thanks for uh, taking us into the numbers, Wendy. That's fantastic. Good job, Wendy. Like always. Good job. So this is it for us. We are out of time this week, but we are going to be back live in two weeks on Monday, May 15th. Our guest is Dr. Russ Carpenter. Catfish uh, dog. Catfish dog. And <laughs> he will tell us many things, inspirational, like, you know, life after, you know, he hurt his leg. But he's also been on an expedition, and he caught nine of the ten state trouts of California. Hmm. And he, <laughs> yes. he makes his own fishing, fly fishing lures. But a whole different aspect of sports we, we haven't encountered, so it's going to be very exciting. And nice. I'm excited to do the research on fly fishing yes. myself. Yeah. And, I'll have uh, numbers. Just and, you wait. And just so you know, we will not have a show on, on Memorial Day Monday, but we will be doubling down on June 5th and June 12th. Uh, our guests on June 12th will be live in the studio, Dr. Kathleen Tarr, and she's got the experience of being a female athlete and the adversity she's faced with that. I and wouldn't mess with her. And then down the road, we also are going to have a call-in Skype-in guest, Gregory Zuckerman, talking about his book, How 11 Athletes Overcame Challenges in Their Youth to Become Stars. So we have some great shows coming up. Nice. We're going to have a topic-driven show that's going to be about slumps. That's going to be a lot of fun. And don't forget to find our new Facebook page, facebook.com, distill it with Richard Listens, like it, make comments, and we will be... uh, no word, no time for words of inspiration, but we really appreciate you watching the show, and everyone say goodbye. 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 Thanks for joining us. Check in with us between shows. Week. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.